Praise the Lord and God bless you this evening and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, and in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff that's going on, because God is still in control. I'm excited about that today. You know, I got to say that because it's a fact. Some people don't know what to do or what to say, but I'm going to say that God is still good in the midst of everything going on, and he's still making ways out of no ways. He's still breaking yokes. He's still healing. He's still delivering, and he's still making free. I can like his word promised he would. Listen, get your Bible, but before we do, I want to tell you to go to the Tabernacle of Deliverance, inc.org, and you can become a prayer partner with us. You can be, uh, 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 give a prayer request, uh, leave a testimony, become a, 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 a partner with us. Um, there's a lot of different things that we have going on on the website. It's the Tabernacle of Deliverance, inc.org. And also those of you that's watching the television broadcast right now, you could go to our podcast and listen to the rest of the message at uh, www.tabernaclepodcast.org. That's www.tabernaclepodcast.org. And you can catch us on YouTube. I'm the Tabernacle Deliverance Incorporated. And you can catch us on Twitter at tabernacle underscore. INC. Bow your heads for a moment. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this opportunity to come into these people's homes, cars, or whichever they may be listening or watching this broadcast today. I ask that you touch, heal, deliver, save, break yokes in their lives, bring peace in their homes, oh God, and let them know that you're able to bring them through anything. In Jesus' name, amen. Get your Bibles. Today, I want to talk to you about an interesting topic. One of the things I realized that people lack confidence in one another today. People don't have trust in one another uh, today. And also people lack uh, faith in people in one another because of the state of the, uh, of the uh, uh, world functioning today. Uh, uh, faithfulness is a thing of a past. So today I want to talk about great is thy faithfulness on God's greatness and his faithfulness on how he has blessed our lives through all that goes on. And a lot of times people, people fail to see that God is in the midst of us. And I want to show you in the word where he's great and he's faithful. Get your Bibles. Get your Bibles and go to... Go to Deuteronomy chapter 7. Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9. And let's read what it says. Know therefore, I use the King James Virgin Bible, know therefore that the Lord God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. I'll read it again. Know therefore that the Lord God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Now that's something to think about. Did you hear me? That's something to think about. Look 
look at that verse. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord God, he is God, and nobody else taking his place. What I like about that, he's God, and nobody else is going to take his place. I like that. But he says something out that's unique. He says, the faithful God. I like the God of money, the God of fame, the God of success. Oh, yeah, you, we, we turn these things into gods. But you know one thing I can say about uh, 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 fame and success, especially fame. You know how you have movie stars and television stars today? Well, guess what? 50 years ago, they had TV stars and movie stars. They faded away. Did you hear me? They faded away. People forgot about them. Most people don't even know who Jackie Gleason is. These young generation sure don't. People don't know who Red Button did. Red, uh, uh, what's the name? Uh, uh, Red Fox. They don't know those people. Marilyn Monroe. Oh, some people might have heard of her. Elizabeth Taylor. I can name a gazillion movie stars that have died. Uh, but, oh, if they're still alive, they're forgotten about. They don't make movies no more. They don't see their face no more, so they've forgotten. But the difference with God is he's now self-existent, and everybody going to know who he is. God said he's going to make sure everybody know his name. Everybody's going to bow before him. Oh. Your success and your money can never amount to the ability and power of God. Ah, that's something to think about. Your success, your money, your fame, your fortune, none of that can amount to nothing before God. Why? Because he is God all by himself. Because he's God all by himself. He has control of all things. People say, well, if God got control of all things, why all this stuff going on? Because men of free mortal agents, we're subject to do what we want. We're subject to obey God or reject him. That's us. Great is God's faithfulness. He's the faithful God. He'll be faithful to you when you're not faithful to him. Hello? Amen. Some people are not faithful to God at all, but yet they'll call on him to help. They'll call on God to help them. They'll call on God to save them in a car accident, help them keep their job, but they won't serve him. That's something to think about. People want God to do things for them, but they won't do dirt for him. <laughs> so the scripture goes on to say, listen to this, verse 9. Of chapter 7 of Deuteronomy says, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God. Now, listen to this. There's something you got to listen to and understand. He keepeth covenant and mercy with them that what love him and keep his commandments. Oh my God. He'll keep the covenant you made and he made with you. He'll keep his part of the deal. He'll show you mercy because he's faithful. Not like us. We're unfaithful. 
We're unfaithful in our action. We are unfaithful in our deeds. We are unfaithful in our conversation. We are unfaithful in our living. Some men cheat on their wives. Some wives cheat on their husbands. They're unfaithful. But God's not like that. God isn't considered to be an unfaithful person. He's faithful to his word. He's faithful to his everlasting love towards us. The scripture verse 9 says, keep mercy, keep, keep covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. That's a long time. God is capable of keeping his promises to you and your family to a thousand generations. Just obey him. Just walk with God in peace. Walking God in peace means you walking with God in peace. It don't mean you're going to be peaceful with all men. Because the Bible said, peace follow all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Though you may just be at peace with all men, but it's not always possible. You're going to be at peace with everybody. But you could be at peace with God. I said, you can be at peace with God. You can walk faithfully with God. That's beautiful. That's wonderful to know that you can walk faithfully and be at peace with God. Amen. Because God is faithful to his word. We got to learn how to be faithful. What the scripture says, you be faithful over few things, I'll make you Lord over many. But we can't even be faithful over small things. Yet God is faithful over small things for you and big things for you, if you allow him. Let's move on. Let's go. Let's go to Lamentations chapter 3. Lamentations chapter 3, King James Version. The word of God is never, ever going to change. I don't care what we say. I don't care what we do. I don't care how we complain. Word ain't changing. So when you look at this scripture here in Lamentation, chapter 3, and verse 22, listen to this. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22, it says, It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed, but because of his compassion fails not. Verse 23. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. I'll read it again. Verse 22 of chapter 3 of the book of Lamentations. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because of his compassion. They'll not. Verse 23. They are new every morning. His compassion and mercy are renewed every single morning. Every morning. Not some morning. His Compassion for you and for me and his mercies. Oh my gosh. Unlike man. Unlike men, they have sometimes compassion, sometimes mercy. They might help you, they might forbear you, they might let you go. But God shows 
his compassion and his mercy. The thing about this, every 24 hours, they renew. That's, a, that, that's, 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 that's mind-blowing. God's compassion and mercy towards mankind is renewed every single day. That's what the scriptures say here. Every morning, they're new. Not yesterday's compassion, not yesterday's mercy, but now, this morning, he's given you new mercies. Oh, my gosh. Praise God. God gives us new mercies every day. Now, it's what we do with it. But God is faithful to that. I often talk about the rainbow that people see in the sky. And uh, uh, the gay community tried to cross up that rainbow thinking it's, it's their signification. It ain't, see, that's not their signification. That ain't their signification, and that ain't their logo. That is God's rainbow that he created after he flooded earth. He made that rainbow as a signification that he would never destroy the earth again with water. He made that, 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 that covenant. He's faithful. He made that covenant with all the living creatures on the earth, not the gay community. That wasn't made for the gay community. God made that rainbow according to the word in the Old Testament as a signification that he would never destroy the earth again with water and that he made a covenant with all living creatures, not just man. That he would never destroy the earth with water. <laughs> but brother, this time he coming back, he gonna burn it up with fire. That's a fact. That's not a theory. <laughs> so the scripture says, they are renewed every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Not us. We ain't faithful to dirt. You give a person a position, they want a promotion, they want another raise. And another promotion. Because man, is never, man just never, never, never gets satisfied. The wife does her best to take care of the home and feed, make for the food. And know, whatever the case, the husband never satisfied. Or the wife is never satisfied. Because we're never satisfied. Until we get God in our life, we're never going to be satisfied. We're always going to be roping around looking for something else. We're always going to be going on and on and on and on and on and on over the same nonsense. Never achieving nothing in God. Great. Is God faithfulness? Now, this is something to think about. Uh, here on the eastern side of the uh, United States, we have four seasons. Fall, we have fall, winter, spring, and summer. We're not faithful in none of those seasons. Let me prove it. During the fall, it's too chilly. During the winter, it's too cold. During the spring, it rains too much. During the summer, it's too hot. We complain and unfaithful for little things. Yet God, through all those seasons, looks out for us. Amen. Did you hear me? God looks out for us and is faithful through all four seasons. 
but we can find something to complain about. Oh, it's an awful day outside it's raining. Oh, it was too hot. I don't want to come out. Oh, there's just nothing but complaints and no faithfulness. I don't feel like going to work today. I just don't want to be bothered with nobody today. I don't want to go to work today. I don't want to do nothing. I don't want to cook no food. I don't want to do nothing. Everybody leave me alone. Just imagine if God was that way to say, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Don't call my name no more. I'm not going to bother with you no more. I don't want to hear nothing from you all no more. This man of God was like us. We will be eternally doomed with no hope. Just imagine if the God told Jesus, you're not going to hurt. It's over. I changed my mind. And he's saying, my father, they're going to be lost. I don't care. They should have did the right thing in the first place. But he's not like us. <laughs> the thing about God, he's not like us. He don't bite his tongue. He don't back down. He's a keeper of his word. Did you hear me? God is a keeper of his word. God will keep you from sin, sickness, and disease if you trust him. I'm just telling the truth. God will keep you if you want to be kept. You have to want God to keep you. When you go down that highway, you really got to trust God. You got to really depend on God and expect God to bring you over and bring you to from point A to B. You got the best car in the world. Something could go wrong in the end of the end. can shut off the steering wheel. Like anything can go wrong. But God's faithfulness. Others have got on the highway accident and died instantly. And then it's something that God's faithfulness took with them in England. And tell the story. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 119. Psalm 119 and verse 90. Listen to this. Listen to the word of God. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the word earth and it abideth. I'll read it again. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth and it abideth. Did you hear that? God is faithful to all generations, meaning he'll be faithful to your children and your grandchildren. It don't mean they're going to be faithful. After all, if you live no life before, then they won't know what God's faithfulness is. They won't know what God's righteousness is. They won't know what God's love is if you have not lived before and if you haven't shown love, if you're an abusive parent. I'm not talking about you turkeys out there claiming that you know God and beat your children half to death. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about you religious nuts. Man spends all his time trying to get rich, trying to get wealthy, 
trying to pay their bills. But they won't be faithful to God. I met a man years ago that made half the salary I made. And I was amazed. He probably made more than a half. Made less than half. I was amazed how this man lived. Went to his house, was stunned that he owned the house. I just marveled when I walked through his house. He counts God faithful for what he had. He is not American, but he showed God's faithfulness and his trust in his home. We're all of us that went there, we're all managers of the company, we're all looking good, making good money. We all stunned that this is this man's house. All of us, we're trying to get more, get bigger raises and more money. Great is God's faithfulness. We need to learn how to be faithful to God. It's small thing. We want God to do all these big, gigantic things for us, but we're not faithful in small things. He tells us to pray. I don't feel like praying. He tells us to fast. I don't feel like fasting. Tell us to read that Bible. I don't feel like reading my Bible. I'm confused. I don't want to do it. Learn to be faithful to God in small things. God is faithful for, for making provision. God is faithful to providing health to us. You got to learn how to be faithful to God. The scripture sums it up in Psalms 90. It says, Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth and it abides. He looks after the earth, but man tries to destroy the earth. Man does his very best to corrupt everything his hand touches. He touches it, he's going to corrupt it. He's going to try to figure out how he can redesign it and make it worse than it is. He's going to try to tear it apart and make it worse than it is. That's how man operates. He's never satisfied. He's never satisfied. He's never satisfied with nothing. He's never satisfied with nothing in his life. He has to have more, more, more. But great is the faithfulness of God. Great is the faithfulness of God that he sheds on us. If you just take a little time and get your eyes off yourself, you'll see God's faithfulness around you. I said, if you take your eyes off you just a little bit, just, 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 just a second or two, you'll see God's greatness all around you. You'll see his mercies abiding with you. And his love. And his forbearance. And his kindness. His salvation wants to come past us and consume us, wherein we are within his will, where we can move when he moves. But we want to do our own thing. Oh, we just can't receive those things. Let's move on. Go with us now to Psalms 5 and 9. Since we won't do those things, let me read the scripture that the Lord has to say about us. I done told you a little about, about the Lord, but let's talk about us. 
and what type of people we are. Psalm chapter 5 and verse 9. Listen to what it has to say about us so-called smart, intelligent humans. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth, and their inward part is very wickedness. They float in the open sculpture, and they flatter with their tongue. I'll read it again. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward parts is very wickedness, and their throat is an open sculpture, and they flatter with their tongue. That's us. There can be no better example of us. We are faithful. We are faithful on our job. We are faithful. You know what? Speaking of jobs, many people take things home that don't belong to them. They'll take the pens home. They'll take the paper home. They'll be taking all. They'll be collecting everything they can get their hands on on the job. Yes, they will. But the scripture says there's no faithfulness in their mouth. They don't say nothing faithful. They lie. Consistently lie. They're not faithful in nothing they say. And they envy with part that high. It's full of wickedness, very wicked. And they're thrown in the open sculpture. Everything, ah, everything going out. But the best part about us. Here's the best part about us, everybody. Listen to this. We love the flatter people. Soup them up. Amen. We are the flatter people and soup them up with our mouth. The Bible said this tongue is a world of iniquity. Faithfulness. He's faithful. Great is in faithfulness, but we're not faithful. The small thing. Why do I say small thing? Because we're always looking for the big stuff. But we won't be faithful to the small stuff. The thing about this is, the scripture says in verse 7, or verse 9, for they have no faithfulness in their mouth, and in their Indian ports are very wicked. And they throw to the open scope, and they flatter with their tongue. That's us. That's us. We love to sue people up. Preachers love to sue people up to get their money. wrong. It's ungodly. Tell people the truth. Every ministry needs help to sustain and, and you got you to keep your TV broadcast on and just like I do, we need funds for that. But don't go lying to people. Our mouth become the world of iniquity because we like to psych people and soup them up and get them to believe lies so we can look good. That's not God's plan. That's not God's plan. God never planned no stupidness like that. All right, let's move on. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, real quick. And verse 3, it says, But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Let me read that again. 
the Lord, but the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Let me pray for you watching the broadcast. Father, in the name of Jesus, I have to touch every little soul that's watching this broadcast right now. After break your sin alive, bring deliverance, oh God. Touch them in their minds, hearts, and spirits. In Jesus' name, listen to you that's watching the broadcast. You can go to YouTube and check the Tabernacle Deliverance. Uh, uh, isc.org, excuse me, Tabernacle Deliverance Incorporated, and find us all either on Twitter, it's Tabernacle underscore INC, or go to the website, Tabernacle Deliverance isc.org, and you can learn more about the broadcast. Okay, now listen, you can also leave your prayer request and uh, your testimony of what the Lord is doing. Let us know how you're doing. Okay, let's move on. It says here, but the Lord is faithful. Who shall establish you and keep you from evil? He is capable of keeping you from evil. Amen. God can establish your going. That's what's important. Amen. You want God to establish you Amen. Yeah. and keep you going. You want God to keep you from evil. Hallelujah. You want God to do what? Keep you from evil because there's evil out there. Hallelujah. It's not that God didn't know that evil was a day. He knows that there's evil out there. He wants to keep you. He wants to establish you. But he also wants to keep you from evil. You got to want to be kept. You got to want God to keep you. That's simple. You got to want God to keep you. You got to want God to deliver you. You want, you got, this is something you have to desire. Whosoever will. Whosoever will, you have to want God to step in your life. Amen. You got to want him to do that. He ain't coming. You don't just don't drop in like some candy bar. You got to want God to step in and keep you. This scripture says here in verse 3 of 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, it says, but the Lord is faithful. That's more than enough. That's more than enough to know that God is faithful. Who shall establish you and keep you from evil? That's good to know. God can keep you from evil. But then the next question. The next question that will come to mind is this. Do you want to be kept from evil? That's the next question that should be asked. Do you really want to be kept from evil? Do you really want God to keep you from evil? Do you really want God to protect you from evil? Because see, people like to run to see innocent bloodshed, so they want to be mixed up in something. Scripture tells us that. See, I know God is faithful. I know man is not. Man is not faithful. He's not faithful to his word. You know, you know, sometimes, listen to this. Now, let's talk about faithfulness a little deeper. Do you know sometimes things could happen to cause you not to be faithful? Let's assume that you had a meeting at 3 o'clock. And there was a car accident on the highway. And back up the traffic for two or three hours. You're not going to be faithful to your appointment. Even though you left hours ahead, doesn't matter. 
But the difference here is, it's not that you don't want to be faithful. This is what happened. You make the call. I'm not going to make the meeting. I I'm stuck in traffic unless you want to wait. However, listen to this. No traffic is going to stop God. The Bible even talks of an incident when God had said, had to, uh, uh, what was it? Let me see, Gabriel. Gabriel was delivering a message and, and he was being hindered by the enemy. And God sent Michael the Archangel to take care of the matter. Did you hear me? Gabriel was on his way to deliver a message to Daniel. The enemy got in there and tried to hinder him. God said, Michael, go down there and take care of that matter. Michael went and the matter was taken care of. Because he's faithful. That's the difference I'm trying to get people to understand that God is faithful to what he says. God is faithful just when he says he's going to love you. He'll also do judgment just the way he'll do judgment. People think God won't do no judgment. God is a God of judgment. He's a righteous God. People like to hear everything that make them feel good. They like all the TV preachers that say stuff that make them feel God is going to bless you. God is going to give you this. God is going to give you that. God wants to bless you. God wants to. Let me tell you something. From Genesis to Revelations, it talks about God is going to bless you if you obey him. You don't need no preacher to tell you that. Read that word. You don't need no preacher to pump you up and tell you God's going to bless you. If you stood in his counsel and obey what he say, he will bless you. He'll bless you going in and he'll bless you coming out. He will bless you. He's faithful. Not like that. God is faithful to his word. He honors his words above his name. And his name is great in the earth, people. God is faithful. Why not? We have to understand that we got to learn how to be faithful before God. Let's move on. Let's go now to First John 1 and 9. This is a, a popular scripture. I just want to go over it with you real quick. It's a real popular scripture. Many people know the scripture very well. I just want to go over it with you and show you something. John 1 and 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Right here. Right there. That's, that's it right there. Verse 9. 1 and 9. It says, if. He said, if. First John 1 and 9 said, if. We. Confess. Our sins. He said, we. Not him. <laughs> he said, if we. Bernard. Pastor Wells. Brother Jones, Mary Jackson, whatever your name is, put yourself there. If we confess our sins, he meaning God and the son of the living God, Jesus Christ, is faithful to forgive us. 
And then he goes on to say, at thee forgive us. At thee forgive our sin. To cleanse us from all unrighteousness if we want to confess our sins. It's not happening all the way. See, some people don't want to give up their sins. Some people like being in sin. Some, oh, yes, 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 yes. People say, oh, nobody. Well, yes, they are. I've met people. I've met people. I'll tell you this much. I'm going to tell you something I know for a fact. Stay away from people that say sin is fun. Then people got death on their door. I'm, I know many people that went around going, Brandon, I sin is fun. They died. And they died horrible death. Stay away from them people that run around making jokes that sin is fun. It's not fun. The Bible said, the soul that sinneth it shall die. It shall not tarry in God's sight. Stay away from them people, folks. I'm telling you. Those folks got death knocking at their door. I'm not joking. I know many people died from that. Not one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I told them, don't say that. Oh, sin is fun. Sin ain't fun. Sin is deadly. It says here, if we confess our sins, if we, now, now I'm not talking about going to no priest. Ain't no priest got no power to forgive sin. Amen. Ain't no bishop got power to forgive sins. Ain't no apostle. Ain't no pope. Nobody got power to forgive sins. But the son of the living God, from the blood he shed on Calvary, don't let nobody deceive you. The Bible said if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all the righteousness. Stop going in the priest's booth because they can't save you. They cannot deliver you. They cannot heal you. They cannot make you be broken in your life. They can't do none of those things. They can't do none of those things. They don't have the power to do none of those things. Did you hear me? They have no juice to do it. They have no juice to do that. They have no juice. No power. At all. To bring healing and deliverance in nobody's life. No, they don't. You see, we preachers, we have this thing that we we do this and we do that. We ain't doing nothing. We're fooling ourselves. We only go by what God gives us. And we have no saving juice. We have no saving power in ourselves. We have no saving grace. We have no saving power of ourselves. What we do have is God's mercies. That's what we have. We have God's mercies. Amen. We have we have God's grace and mercies to work with us Amen. and work through us and work for us in the midst of everything. But one of the things I've learned, we got to be willing to confess our sins. There's something we got to do. It's something we got to do. We, we got to be willing to confess our sins. Nobody going to confess your sins for you. Nobody confessing your sins for you. Stop living in la-la land. People think that this is a joke. Sin is fun. Those are foolish people. Let's go to 1 Corinthians.
Chapter one. First Corinthians chapter one and verse nine. Listen to this. God is faithful by whom ye are called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. I'll read it again. God is faithful by whom ye were called unto fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. Now that's something to think about. That's something everyone needs to think about. People had this theory that we choose God. The scripture says, choose you whom you're going to serve. You're not choosing God. You choose whom you're going to serve. The scripture says here plainly in this verse, God is faithful by whom ye were called. He called you to salvation. Did you hear me? He called you to salvation. He called us to salvation. We didn't call ourselves. The Bible says, except the Spirit of God draws, we're not going to be saved. God knows those that are his. We must understand that when we walk with God, it's something to be blessed about. It said that we were called to be in fellowship. Oh, my goodness. Amen. We were called to be in fellowship. This is where everybody's going off. They run about the name of the church. I, I belong to the Tabernacle of the Lips. I belong to uh, uh, St. John's Cathedral. I belong to uh, 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 Jesus only. And I belong to this and I belong to that and I belong to the other. The scripture says, and now you talk about all you, your fellowship that you belong to and how much you fellowship with all these people. But the scripture says, in verse 9, God is faithful by whom ye be called unto fellowship with who? His son. We were called unto fellowship with who? His son, Jesus Christ. Our Lord. When we start talking fellowship with Jesus Christ, you're talking something. Amen. You're talking about fellowship with some organization that you belong with. You're not talking about nothing. It's not eternal. And besides, you do something wrong, they're going to kick you out anyway. <laughs> and some of you ain't been, you do, they're going to kick you out anyway. <laughs> I'm talking about churches. Oh, yeah. They kick churches out of fellowship because they don't pay their dues. I remember I heard about one ministry. Uh, they kicked out a, a church because they didn't have the money. The dudes were, I think, $1,200 a month or something like that. They didn't have it. That was a small ministry. They needed money for rent. But that, that, that bishop over them, they wanted their money. They kicked them out. They kick you out in a minute. And some of them was much more than $1,000 or $1,200 a month. But he's talking about fellowship. We were called by God who is faithful. To fellowship of his dear son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Oh, come on, y'all don't understand what I'm saying. Amen. We were called 
unto fellowship with his son. We don't even talk about that. I keep telling people, people run around bragging about Jesus being on the cross. He's on the cross. Jesus is not on no cross. All those churches that got the crosses with Christ saying, oh, oh, oh cross up on the wall. Jesus ain't on no cross. The man is alive forevermore. He said, I am he which was dead and now alive forevermore. He said, I am the last, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, Alpha and Omega. He ain't dead. He's not on no cross. Y'all run around with the, the, the chain around your neck and uh, with the, the, the cross in your pocket for what? Dying you up some more? I'm, I'm a truth teller. I'm going to tell you the way it is. God called us all to fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. He didn't call you a fellowship with all that other nonsense. We got so indoctrinated to the point that we can't even serve God no more. We serve men. We serve the bishop, those so-called archbishops, those so-called apostles, fakers. I don't care. You don't have to like me too bad. Yabba dabba do for you. I don't care. I'm going to tell it the way it is. They ain't got no business serving man. Amen. We get saved to serve man. No, you got saved. You got saved. You gave your life to the Lord to serve the Lord, not man. The Bible tells us to obey them that have rule over you. Do not let them rule ungodly on you. When people tell you you can't visit no church, you can't talk to your family, you can't talk to the unsaved, that's a cult. That leader is not serving God. I'll tell any preacher that. You telling people not to visit no other church? You telling people not to visit unsafe folks? You're a liar. You're a false prophet. Ah, I don't care. I ain't hiding from you neither. This Bible will never, ever change. Not going to change for me. It's not going to change for you. God's word will always stand. Let's move on. We're almost finished. Let's go to Deuteronomy. Let's go to Deuteronomy. I left that one scripture. Before we go to that scripture, I know I left out something. I left out a delicious scripture. I call it delicious. Let's go to Exodus chapter 34. Exodus chapter 34 and verse 5. I like this. I love this. I love, I love this. Yum, yum, yum. This is a yum, yum, yum passage of scripture to me. Deuteronomy chapter, excuse me, Exodus chapter 34 and verse 5 says, And the Lord descended in a cloud and stood with him. Stood, he stood with Moses. And proclaim the name of the Lord. Verse 6. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and in truth. Verse 7. Keeping mercy for thousands, 
forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. And will no by and, and will by no means clear the guilty. Visiting iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and fourth generation. I want to read, I want to read verse five and six again. And the Lord descended in the cloud, in the cloud, and stood there with them and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. He is a faithful God. The Lord descended in the cloud and stood by Moses. Oh my gosh. Did you, oh, y'all ain't listening to me. Y'all don't get excited over this kind of stuff. The Lord descended, came down, and stood by Moses. Oh my gosh. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you imagine that the Lord of glory coming down to stand by you? And then he said, And then the Lord passed by him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness. Oh, my God. And in truth, what you want from God? <laughs> what do you want from God? Can you imagine God coming down? through his faithfulness and standing by you and asking you, what do you want from me today? Oh my gosh. I wouldn't know what to do. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't know what to ask. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, oh, oh, oh. I wouldn't know what to do. The Lord came down and stood by me. I know everything's all right, number one. Oh my gosh, can you imagine the Lord coming down in the midst of us and stand by us? Just being is more than enough to ask for anything. The Lord standing there by you. People don't talk about that kind of stuff no more. They don't get excited about it. I still get excited. I've been saying for years. I still get excited thinking about this. He passed by Moses and said, he passed by him and proclaimed the Lord God, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and in truth. That's something. Oh my gosh. Just imagine that. If you could just visualize yourself with the Lord visiting you personally. He come down in the cloud and stand by you while you're there weeping over some stuff that's going on. And the Lord tell you that he's abundant in goodness and truth. He's long-suffering. He's gracious with mercy. Oh, my gosh. I'll be on the floor pass out already. <laughs> Amen. I said, I will be on the floor pass out. I'll be, I'll be like, oh, I'll be excited. I'll be running up and down, jumping up and down. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Running all over. Praising God. Why not? Are you kidding? The Lord, the Lord, the Lord. I remember when I was, when we got first got saved and some of the pastors, they would have big fellowships or convention and stuff. We get excited when the men of God would come in. We'd be excited. God going to do something. God going to use them and do something. We'd be excited. Today, they're excited about the person and not the God of the person. Amen. 
That's the problem today. God wants to show everyone his faithfulness. God wants everybody to understand that his faithfulness has never changed. He said, I'm the Lord thy God that changeth not. He said, I'm the Lord thy God that healeth thee and I make thee sick. Oh my goodness, God, don't change, folks. When we walk in grace in God, when we look at facts, that God is faithful to his word, we should be excited. We should be overjoyed over the things that God is capable of doing. When you look back on the things that God has done for you in the past, you'll see God's gratefulness. You'll see his faithfulness. You'll see everything he does. We need to get back to where we once were when we really called on God out of honesty and out of truth because we wanted to serve God. We wanted to get to know God for ourselves, not based on somebody else, but we wanted to get to know God for ourselves. Let's move on. Let's go to Deuteronomy. We just about finished. Deuteronomy. Chapter 31 and verse 6. Listen to this. Be of good, be, be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, it is he that doeth go with thee, and he will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Let me read that again. Be, of, be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, it is he that doeth go with thee, and he will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. That's something you can hold on to, folks. Did you hear that? Did you Do, do you understand what I'm reading here? Let's look at it again. It says, be strong. The Bible also tells us in the New Testament, be strong in the power of his might. The Bible says, be strong and of good courage. Don't get discouraged by what people say, folks. You can't be discouraged by what other people do and what other people have. Look for what God has for you. Ask God, what do you have for me? Be, of good, be strong and of good courage. Fear them not. I want to tell you something. You ain't got no business living in fear. The Bible said that God had not given us the spirit of fear, but a power and a loving of a sound mind. You got no business living in fear. I'm not living in no fear. I hear all these stories about black young men being afraid of the police. They're afraid that they're going to kill them. I'm not fear no white man, no black man, no green man, no orange man in a policeman uniform. Did you hear what I said? I ain't never feared I'm not going to start. I trust God. God is my protector. I'm not going to live in no fear. Because fear will cause you to do something stupid for them to kill you. Some of them ain't wrapped up like that. They give these people that strength I had be guns and badges to go out there shoot people. Some of them should have never been in a precinct at all. I 
I'm not saying all cops are bad. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that these a lot of these guys are bad apples, and they keep them. They don't get rid of them. They keep them. They cover them up. They pat them up. They hide them when they're doing their crime. But I'm not going to live in no fear. I'm no police officer, no demon. I ain't doing it because you can't run from neither one of them. They'll call some other one in another town to come after you. I already know how. They, 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 just like the, they act just like the devil. Okay? Some of them act just like the devil. The devil, you run from a demon, that demon going to follow you and go somewhere else. And it's the same thing. When people are not godly, they do that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I met many. Oh, I met many, many good police officers. I met many. They do their job. They're supposed to do their job. But the Bible tells us not to live in fear. The Bible tells us in this verse, it says, be strong and of good courage. Fear that, fear not. Be not afraid of them, for the Lord thy God, it is he that goeth with thee, and he, he will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Make sure you're going where you're supposed to be. Don't expect God to go with you some drug then. Or some liquor store, some bar. Don't expect God to go with you because he's not going with you. You are your own. You're going on your own. God ain't going with you, no liquor store. God is a faithful God to his word. God has always been faithful to his word. He's more than willing to bless us, heal us, deliver us, and make us free. But we got to be willing to obey what he says. Faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. What about us? We're supposed to learn faithfulness from God. Amen. Are we too busy scamming and whamming and doing all this other stuff? Do we can't learn faithfulness? Living in fear, you won't find faithfulness in God. You've got to learn to trust the living God every day of your life. You got to learn to allow God to work with you every single day. Not some days. People go to church on Friday night or Wednesday night or uh, uh, Sunday or whenever you go to the house of worship. Now that you're home, some of you are barely turn on the TV to watch your own church services. And you want God to honor you. He said, I am the Lord thy God that changeth not. God don't change. I don't know why folks don't get this in their head that God never changes. He's not like us. He's not going to change for us. He's not going to change his thinking for us. He's not going to change his righteousness for us. He ain't changing. He said, be holy for I am holy. We do everything else but that. I often quote that scripture, peace follow all men of holiness without no man to see the Lord. It's the fact. You can live peacefully amongst everybody on earth, but if you don't live holy and godly, you're going to be lost. Yeah, 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 living peaceful among people have nothing to do with you being saved. Amen. And living righteous. 
God is faithful, meaning that he's not changing his word. The book of Revelation tells the end of the story. God is not changing for none of us. I don't know why people don't understand that. Then they get mad when stuff happens. They complain about when stuff happens. Get right with God today. Those of you that are watching this broadcast and don't know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, I would like to pray a simple prayer of repentance with you that you could gain salvation through Jesus Christ and learn to walk with God eternally that you can receive the blessings that God has. God has blessings for you. I don't know what they are, but he does. God wants to honor your life. God wants to bless your life. God wants to encourage your life. Those of you that give your life to the Lord, bow your head. And repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and personal Savior. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> come into my life. Cleanse me, O oh Lord God, and wash me in your precious blood. Save me right now, and I shall be saved. Give me to know that I have eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen. You can walk with God. You can abide before God. But you got to get in his word. Ask him to teach you to pray. One day at a time. Learn God's faithfulness for yourself, not based on somebody else. Every Wednesday I have Bible study at 8 p.m. Right here on Twitter uh, um, and YouTube. You could uh, come and watch the Bible study. You can visit our website, tabernaclederiversinc.org. And you can also pull down a weekly Bible study that we have on Wednesday night. Um, I normally place it on Tuesday night or Wednesday afternoon, and you can pull it down and go along with us the Bible study. You also can leave a prayer request and uh, a testimony. And you can become a partner and help us with uh, the Bible, uh, Bible study, and help us with the uh, podcast and our um, television broadcast that we do. Now, listen, visit the website, the tabernaclederanceinc.org, and let us know how you're doing with a um, prayer request page or contact us and let us know what's going on in your life. And we'll be praying for you because we can't pray for you if we don't know what's going on with you. Until Wednesday night, God bless and walk with God and be faithful.